right, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Paying for Attention, everyone's favorite paid media podcast. I'm Andrew Hollington, Director of Strategy here at Megathos. Uh, joining me today is Keegan Brown, CEO. And today we're excited for our first podcast of 2022. What we thought would be fun to talk about is a recap of everything that changed in Google Ads in 2021 and kind of what we think about it. So, um, yeah, join us. It's going to be fun. So the first one I'd like to jump into is the, I, I think it's honestly the biggest one. It was the most frustrating for a lot of people was Google taking away our search queries. About 30% of them, they, I believe they said were taken away or someone did a research on it and said it was about 30%. Uh, seemed a lot more significant than that to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, search term reports got a little bare, got a little trendy. Um, you know, you lost the two impressions, no clicks, uh, search terms, which is not a big deal, but, um, you did lose a lot of, a lot of big ones and it was kind of frustrating. Um, but then later in the year they said, we're giving them back. And I'm not sure what, what evidence there is of that. (laughs) I haven't looked at a study or anything like that, but based on some of the search term reports I looked at, uh, I didn't see a big change when they said they brought it back. What What are your thoughts on that, Keegan? Yeah, I think this was like the, the ultimate what the fuck. Cause, <laughs> uh, because, yeah, it was like, what, mid-2020, and they were like, search queries are going away, and then all of a sudden it was like 27 28% of your spend or impressions on queries were kind of removed. Um, very frustrating. We looked into things like looking at search queries through Google Analytics. We try to build scripts using cookies, um, pulling in those parameters and the UTMs. Um, saw a little bit there, but yeah, I mean, then they announced a few months ago, they're bringing it back. Um, and I haven't noticed anything, um, maybe 5%, uh, but but very frustrating and, and something that I think really takes away uh, the a lot of optimizations, keyword research, um, and and even back to some of our other episodes where we talked about negative keywords, things like that. Like that's important. That's important data for us to have, and it's one of the uh, differentiators that paid search has compared to a lot of other channels, where it actually tells you why your ad showed. Once you get rid of that, that's really difficult to to understand why your performance might be lacking. Yeah, this is the visibility that we really, really want from Google. Tell me exactly what people are searching. How am I, especially with all of the, we're going to get in, spoiler alert, we're going to get into the matching changes a little (laughs) bit later, but especially with that, right, how Google's changing close variants and, Mm -hmm. and how different keywords match differently to search terms, right? I want that visibility on what is now exact match matching to what search terms are coming through exact match. You Google, Google tell me exactly what you think an exact match keyword is. And you're taking that data away from me. It's, it's extremely frustrating. Um, and, and like Keegan said, I didn't notice a huge difference when they said they brought it back. So thanks Google for nothing. That's, <laughs> uh, just another bone to pick. We have like, at least be transparent with us and, and give, give us the data of what my people are searching. Um, and, and 
and I want to add to that, it's it hit us harder than most at Megathos because we are true believers in a skag philosophy, right? And the root of the the foundational philosophy of that is what exactly is this search term and how can I best target it with ad copy and a relevant landing page? Now you're going out and, and matching different things and not telling me about all of the searches. So what now am I to do? And, and I think that's what's frustrating too is that takes away the core of what Google's goal is, which is matching relevant ads with searches, right? Yeah. If you're taking that away by changing match types and uh, also taking away what we can see is generating those, is Google really there to provide relevance, right? Um, And I think maybe it's because they know that so many people who are running ads just frankly don't know what they're doing or don't have the time to optimize. So they're trying to make it easier, which I understand. But to people who are in the accounts every day trying to optimize, trying to make sure that we're matching uh, the, uh, the, the ad to the, to the search, right, as best as possible, we, we like to think that we have the same goal as Google because that's also the same goal that the client has, right? Yeah. We don't want to show irrelevant ads to people. Um, so, yeah, very frustrating. So, Andrew, how would you go about optimizing in this new world? I, I really like that last point. I'll answer your question in a second. But is is not our goal as SEM experts to more easily find what people are looking for and get them to it mm-hmm. as quick as possible, as seamless as possible, with the best user experience possible? And Google took that 30% of that from us. Yeah. that's That sucks. Uh, but how, how would you optimize nowadays with this? Um, you, you have to, I, the way I look at it is, is you have to target themes. There are a couple strategies I would recommend here. Um, one being an Ngram report. Um, I think we've talked about it in a past episode. This, this is an awesome script. Look it up, use it. Um, it's, it's incredible. So what it does basically is it, uh, takes word by word search, your search query report and buckets it into, you know, one piece of data segmented for just that word. So, so say like how to use is, is your three word Ingram report Mm -hmm. search and everyone that searches how to use XXX, right. Or just how to use what, I don't know why someone would search that, but, um, is, is bucketed and all of that data is bucketed. That makes, allows you to more easily identify trends. Right. And, and I used how to as an example because a lot of times what you'll find is how to they're they're not they're in the awareness stage, which is fine if you're trying to target that. That's fine. Uh, if you're trying to educate people, great. If you're bottom of funnel looking for leads today, you might find that cost per lead is eighty percent higher on how to mm-hmm. searches, right? So this is a invaluable tool in um, today's day and age grouping together similar trends, right? Yeah, and, and just to jump in there, the Ngram report will show you performance on the word how. Right. How to, how is, how much, how are, mm-hmm. all of those. And then you can break down performance by each one of those exactly. different phrases. 
and um, because you might find, I don't think you would, but um, how much doesn't perform as well as how to, and how to doesn't work as well as how is. And then you can kind of group things and segment things like, like you were saying. Yeah, so that's my biggest one. Otherwise, keep an eye on it. I, I guess they're trying to simplify the process. Uh, go from, it, depending on the client, go from weekly to biweekly. Just let the data collect. But uh, I think we talked about it in a couple of previous episodes, too. It's, gonna, it's going to require a lot of research up front and negating mm-hmm. terms out at the outset. Yeah. Um, do a lot of research. It, you know, is, is your brand close to another brand is is your product very close to another product that people are not you know going to hit your website and immediately bounce and you're just wasting money just think about all those things that's the other big recommendation i have there do you have any others before we kind of move on no i think that's it i think just being as prepared as possible for um what what you know from experience can happen and doing that research up front yeah yeah for sure so i mean since we spoiled it let's jump into that one the 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 difference in matching uh so just to sum it up basically google took away in 2021 everyone's favorite broad match modified that was a fun tool Um, (laughs) i'm gonna start there because again as a skag disciple um this one hurt Uh, a skag strategy really at its foundation is exact match equals I know that's exactly what people are searching. I, that's a known commodity, right? Then you have another ad group that's broad match modified of the exact same keyword, but you negate out the exact match term, right? So the exact match flows into the correct exact match ad group. And the broad match ad group, what that's doing is prospecting, for, listening for uh, any other longer tail queries um, prospecting out there for you, right? What else are people searching related to this known commodity? And then you can go into the search term report relevant to our last point and look at, okay, what's the performance of this longer tail keyword? Is it getting enough data where it's worth it for me to add another exact match skag uh, for that search term, um, right? So losing broad match modified was a big one. It it forces us to understand match types better. And along with that, Google also went ahead and changed uh, match types entirely, right? Yeah. Uh, phrase match is now different. Uh, exact match close variants are different. Google's taking a little more, um, you know, a little more, I, I can't think of the word right now. They're, they're taking more Liberty. Liberty. There you go. And what an exact match keyword is. We used to know it was exactly that search with an S on the end, plural, and uh, misspellings, right? Now it's a little different. Um, It could be a completely different word. Wow. What happened there? (laughs) Um, And yeah, so so what are your thoughts on all of these match type changes? Um, I think getting rid of broad modified was, was fine. But like you mentioned, when exact match keywords can actually show for completely different keywords, that's extremely... That's what hit you harder? Yeah, that's frustrating, (laughs) uh, misleading. um, And it just, again, it makes our job harder, especially when you take away search queries. But going back to the 
removing broad match modified, I will say, and we haven't done this analysis fully yet, but I know that they started a kind of uh, sunset uh, broad match modified uh, in like June of this year or mm -hmm. 2021. So what we noticed in May and June was broad match modified keywords started performing terribly in our largest accounts. Um, they made up a few hundred thousand dollars spend. Uh, cost per lead was up, you know, saw a dramatic increase, 20, 30, 40 percent. Um, and when we switched to phrase match, uh, we did that in July of 2021 for most of our clients. We saw an immediate decrease in cost per lead uh, and much better performance. Now, we did see about 10 percent, 15 percent drop in spend um, because it is more... Uh, uh, more restrictive than broad match modified, mm -hmm. um, but we also saw slightly lower cost per click, but we did see better performance. So that was really good to see better conversion rates. So I'm not all worried about that, but it is very frustrating with the exact match. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I mean, I guess the, the big thing, it didn't affect us necessarily, but think of, um, you know, flights, mm -hmm. uh, right? That's, that's a big one to lose broad match modified on because you can do to and from, but yeah. phrase will only do you know the exact phrase that that the exact order that that search yeah. was done in, right? The other thing I liked about broad modified is, uh, well, I guess phrase does that too. Never mind. You before and after the yeah. the query, right? Um, but yeah, it didn't. It like Egan said, it didn't affect us that much, but um, actually affected us in a good way. But unless you're looking for volume, which you know you can do some other things to, to find volume there. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing to keep on the radar moving on here is, uh, and it's 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 not a 2021, well, I guess the 2021 spin on it is Google s says get prepared for responsive search ads, right? Mm -hmm. Get prepared. We're sunsetting expanded text ads, uh, I believe summer of 2022. And so with that, we've seen some changes with responsive search ads, and Google seemed to prefer it more and more as the year went on. You're, if you had an ad group with, a, with an RSA and a couple ETAs, and you're just testing you know, what's going on between RSAs and ETAs, even one versus one, the RSA, what we would see is that it gets 90 95 percent of the spend it's it basically steals everything and that's google just preferring their their automation moving us towards what they want us to do which is frustrating because um i i i enjoy the control i enjoy the manual analysis i don't think google gives us enough analysis on rsas yet yeah. and that's a wish yeah. list for 2022 is <clears throat> Please give us an exact breakdown of when this headline showed with this headline and what actually showed to the user when mm -hmm. they converted. Yeah. Uh, give me a detailed report on that so that I can do some more. Uh, and, and I think the strategy is going to move for us towards pinning headlines, which mm -hmm. is a nice feature to have. At least they have that, right? Yeah. And we can stick with our SCAG approach and pin the headline one as the exact you know search term on an exact match ad group, right? So... Um, at least there's that, but wish list is let's get, let's get the some some more again more visibility. Google, what what are you doing taking away our visibility, moving <laughs> us to automation again? I think Keegan makes a really good point that yes, Google is trying to make their product more accessible. Um, any Joe Schmo can run it, go in and run a 
discovery campaign or whatever those those campaigns are <laughs> and and get some leads and and not know a thing about Google Ads and run it and and that's fine but don't don't uh don't hurt us you know 6 7 even 10 year vets yeah. that have been doing Google Ads you know and and learning it and uh you know having it as our as our career paths right like this is this is our livelihood yeah i think two things upset me about what you said uh not what you said but what google i'm sorry (laughs) but uh one with the rsas like you mentioned the reporting doesn't it just show like impression percentage of how often that showed of like a headline or a description line um yeah i believe so what is that like that's not helpful. No, and then, I, I don't. I don't care about impressions, honestly. And then, it's like a bunk you mentioned, <laughs> and, and like you mentioned about the, uh, uh, you know, taking away that visibility. When you set up a new Google Ads account, it sets you up in I forgot what mode it is, but you have to go in and switch it to expert. Oh, mode. Ex- express. Yeah, express. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm switching to expert mode, give me the expert visibility. Agreed. Right. Um, I get making this simpler for, you know, somebody setting up a $500 a month campaign. Mm-hmm. They need to, you know, generate some business and they want it to be easier for them uh, so that they retain those people longer and get them some good business. I'm all for that. But if we switch to expert mode, we should be the experts and be able to see everything that yeah. they showed us two years ago. Mm-hmm. Totally agreed on that. All right, cool. So what's our next one here? So. Um, I mean, we touched on it a little bit. I think the other big change was just generally moving more towards automation, right? And so what, what came with that? Uh, a couple things. New campaign types, uh, smart automation-based campaigns like the Discovery, like the Express Accessible ones, um, and then pushing more smart bidding too. So So let's start with campaign types. One of the ones that surprised me the most, I'll, I'll put a positive spin on this one, is smart shopping. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, we saw some great results towards the end here, towards the holidays, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, with smart shopping. And it, it pleasantly surprised me. Um, I know Keegan has some bones to pick still with it, and I'll let him touch on that. But uh, it just plain works. And we've tested it 50-50. We've done uh, various tests, and I'm I'm happy with the results of smart shopping. Another couple things points on smart shopping. It's the only way I've found to get shopping ads on YouTube and Gmail and um, mm-hmm. all other Google placements, as far as I know, right? And some clients care about that. I, I had a client reach out and say, "Hey, how do I get my shopping ads on YouTube? Mm-hmm. I have a big audience on YouTube. How do I how do I get that?" Yeah. So some clients care about it, and you can review those placements still, which is which is pretty cool, I think, right? No, you can't. With that is the frustrating part about smart yes. shopping, right? Right. You can't break it down and break it out. Which again, I would love a, a breakdown of here's how Gmail performs versus versus YouTube. Here's how this placement performs, and then be able to break it out. I'll still let you do smart shopping. I'll still give you the bid control. Sure, have fun. But what what about brand versus non brand? Oh, 100%. That's the biggest, I mean, biggest that's, one. that's frustrating, right? Like, yeah. Clients come to us and say, well, what's our brand versus non-brand? 100%. Brand well, we can show you that for search, but smart shopping, we can't. I totally forgot about that. That was one that we fought early on and mm-hmm. in, in last year because we take over a lot of smart accounts, right? And we want, and 
our first thought is let's restructure this, take back control. Uh, we're going to have to rethink that in 2022 and, and just turn the conversations, right? I'm sorry, client, you might not understand this brand versus non-brand breakdown, but you know, it's this, this campaign is just severe, uh, significantly outperforming our manual structure. Um, another cool thing with shopping I wanted to touch on quickly is, uh, there's some new like customer acquisition cost Mm -hmm. campaign types in, in shopping, um, which is interesting. We've had some analysts do some testing on that. I, I don't know the initial results, but, um, it's, we'll, we'll follow up on it. If it's, if it's significant, we'll let you know. It's something I recommend testing. Try it out. Um, working on LTV and customer acquisition cost and things like that. The, these are the levels levels of depth that we're going to need to go for clients e-commerce mm-hmm. clients in in 2022 and and be able to explain the how how our strategy is is helping with that on on their bottom line for their business yeah and i think um a couple things there when it comes to smart shopping uh soon to be basically just performance max um which i just launched campaign i'll admit it's outperforming my manual one <laughs> um but again not having that visibility is frustrating and also i haven't seen this too much not yet but my one worry is brand safety when we talk about negative keywords and you can't add negative keywords to smart shopping or performance max what are our ads showing up for when you know it's a irrelevant search query or bad search query that's related to our product or brand that's not good um, obviously, over time, Google should limit that based on their optimizations because people wouldn't be buying if it's about search query, but not something I'm super pumped about when we launch a campaign and a client sends me a screenshot of product's death and our ads are yeah. showing for it, right? So that's that's something that I'm, I'm frustrated about. And I will say that we've been tracking the smart shopping performance over the last couple of years. It has gotten better. And one of the new additions to it was the seasonality adjustment, mm-hmm. which we talked about in our podcast four or five months ago, um, that smart bidding hasn't necessarily caught up to thinking about promos and seasonality mm-hmm. and those types of things where, you know, you have a promo, high conversion rates for a week. All of a sudden you take that promo off your site, conversion rates dip, smart bidding doesn't know what to do, skyrockets your CPC, your conversion rates are low your performance tanks right after a promo, Mm -hmm. um, way more than it needs to. And that's where that control comes in. So I'm glad they actually added that that seasonality bit adjustment. Yeah, I 100% agree on that. And these are the types of things. Bravo, Google, like, thank you for those, right? (laughs) You you take away, take take away something, give us something back, right? We, We know... We know AI automation is the future. We understand that your computers can do more than our human brains can. And and I want to embrace that, but with everything Keegan said, you know, you can't you can't negate keywords and things like that. It's it's a little scary. It's it's it makes us hesitant to jump in, right? Um, and and the other philosophical issue, if you will, is is we're managing campaigns for clients, and if it's smart and Google's doing all the work, what are we for? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we have to just think higher level strategy, obviously, but just an interesting philosophical question for all you other paid media managers out there, right? Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the idea of, of Google giving back a little a little something there, and that seasonality thing is huge, right? We know there's a lag, like Egan said, uh, smart 
automation takes time to learn. It takes data. Mm -hmm. And when something significant happens, um, a factor of conversion rate changes, you, it's going to take automation a bit to catch up. So give us a give us those levers to pull when mm -hmm. we as humans know something's coming uh, that automation doesn't. Give us a lever to pull. And uh, again, Google, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> another 2022 wish list thing. Yeah, so write it, write it down, <laughs> Santa. Uh, that's all I want. <laughs> no, um, I think that's kind of all, all we have on the 2021 recap. I hope you guys enjoyed, um, and we'll, we'll come back uh, in a couple episodes and and give you our takes on 2022 and moving forward. I know we talked about a little bit of it on this podcast, but um, mm -hmm. you know, well, let's let's dive deeper into how where we think Google Ads is going. And also coming up, uh, stay tuned for paid social. Uh, what happened in 2021. Let's recap that as well. Let's chat about it. Um, a lot happened with Facebook, as you may know, <laughs> and we have a lot to say about it. So tune in for that one next time on Paying for Attention. Thanks. Thanks.